Welcome to the Business Sphere. On this podcast, we want to share real stories and real struggles from entrepreneurs who have been where you are. John Fong interviews business professionals and entrepreneurs in many fields to uncover their successes and challenges. We take a deep dive into their journey and provide you with tips and advice to help your business today. Thank you for listening to The Business Sphere. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode. Joining me today is Joel Primus. Joel is a co-founder of Cosan Travel and author of Naked, The Bare Necessities of Entrepreneurship and Startups. He loves to build companies and work with entrepreneurs. Thanks for joining me today, Joel. Thanks for having me, mate. Good to be with you. Well, I'm excited because not only are you a fellow Canadian, you're out west, <laughs> and I love out west. You're down to earth. You love to travel. You're a business owner. So we have a lot to talk about. But for all the listeners that don't know who you are, please share with the audience members a little bit about what you're known for. And you can go as far back as you would like, like uh, share with the listeners your journey. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll dive in. Um, my wife tells me I am an artist trapped in an entrepreneur's body. Uh, and I think that the older I get, the, the more true or the more I understand that. Um, you know, if we, we go back, I, I came, I grew up in a small town and my first push into the world to, to sort of see what it was that I could do, what I could be was through track and field. I was a long distance runner and I competed you know, internationally and, and, and on a Canada's team that, comp- uh, that was at the world championships. And, and so I, I got to really test what it was like to explore my potential. And then, you know, as life would have it, I thought I was going to go to the Olympics. Uh, but I ended up rupturing my Achilles and I lost a full ride athletic scholarship. And then eventually it just is sort of devastating when I go back to it. It all just unwound. You know, I lost the scholarship. I lost my place on Can- at Canada's National Training Center, and I had to reinvent myself. But I didn't start right away in business. I ended up hitchhiking across the country from my, from my hood on the west to yours. <laughs> I made it a little bit past Toronto and then ended up in Thailand and, and got inspired to... Uh, shoot a documentary about travel, which ended up taking 12 years to complete. And then somewhere in there, I was in Peru and I bought this pair of underwear that inspired me to start an underwear company called Naked. And at the time I started that, I was, I dropped out of college and I went on Dragon's Den, which is our shark tank, as you well know, John. And it was just kind of like a life of, of not asking questions, um, first doing first and then asking the questions and figuring it out later. And, and I just kind of morphed into, you know, an entrepreneur who, I guess, if you say, what was I best known for? I was known for naked underwear, which was a company that started in my garage mentioned went on dragon's den and then ended up on the NASDAQ and, and was sold to an Australian lingerie company in 2018. So that's it in a really tight nutshell, John. (laughs) That's amazing. I mean, just that whole journey of um, growing up as an athlete, yeah. the mindset, the training, the, the, the values that you have to possess to have that mindset to constantly go without knowing what's going to happen. And 
did you have people that, like, I want to even peel that back a little bit with your parents. Do you have siblings? What was your upbringing like? Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's peeling it back. I think about it a lot because of the, the way that, because I have kids and I have, a, I have a kid, uh, another one coming at the end of this month. And you find yourself looking back and it's like, what was good about my childhood and how do I bring that to, to my children in today's day and age? Because the, the things that they're dealing with are way, way, way more amplified than what I had to do. You know, I, I lived in a, in a subdivision that was surrounded by forests and creeks and, and I could walk to my school um, at five years old because my parents could see through the window my school so they could kind of see me, you know, kind of make my way there. It's like my, my five-year-old daughter would never be able, when we lived in Vancouver, would never be allowed to walk to school, right? And, and so I just had that really simple um, sort of free upbringing where I, I played street hockey in the afternoons. I explored the creek whenever I wanted to, you know, I came home at when I was called for supper and you could, no matter where you were in the neighborhood, you could hear your, your parents call you. And that's why, you know, just recently we moved from, you know, we spent five years in Vancouver. We spent two years living in New York and we just moved to a farm uh, about an hour and a half out of Vancouver. We just wanted that freedom for our kids because I think it gave me, it taught me indirectly, not specifically, how to dream, you know, through boredom, coming up with ideas, building forts, having that freedom to, you know, I'm in this creek and I'll be, I'll be exploring up this, this creek and finding salmon that have spawned there, you know, it's not deep. And, and you push into this new area of the creek and you think you've, you've uncovered a new world. And then you come back there when you're an adult and you realize this creek is like tiny, like, it's not, there's nothing to explore. It's so tiny, but as a kid, it teaches you to kind of face those fears and explore the limits of your curiosity. And, and so I think that that's what in part helped me become an entrepreneur that what, who was not afraid to explore what made me curious without asking a lot of questions, putting myself in a situation, you know, we, we got ourselves in dumb situations. Like I remember trying to build a raft in this, where this Creek had like it, it, we get a lot of rain here. And so they have these like watersheds and there was this ballooned out um, basin of water. And we tried to build this raft and the thing like sinks in the middle and like, we're swimming in like sludge and, and one of these, one of us could have died, but we just did it. Right. <laughs> and like, or maybe not, maybe it wasn't as dangerous, but that's, so that was it. And, and then when I became a runner, when I was, 14 when I, I realized that there was some skill there because you win something and then people all of a sudden you start to get these instant feedback loops somebody says you're good at something oh okay well good equals I'm good and then you get the taste of victory you win something and it's like okay well that feels good and everything in my life shifted very drastically at 14 when I realized that I was that I had some capacity as a runner because I just, I dove all in dead serious, all the sort of 
fun and, and simple joys of my childhood were gone instantly. Like, and I was just, I had a singular track mind that I was going to use this as my vehicle into the world. And uh, that had its pros and cons. You know, you mentioned a few of the pros, like it teaches you a lot and we can talk about that. But it also had cons because, you know, you rip yourself of, or you, you, sorry, you steal your own childhood from yourself, your own teenagehood, your own, you know, the partying. And so I think when I ended up hitchhiking, that was me trying to find my way back to just more freedom and fluidity and flow in my life. And these are great uh, nuggets because, you know, it's hard to train drive and, you know, that willingness to commit, that grit, perseverance. But if you possess it, it's not everyone that possesses it, right? Mm -hmm. And then understanding like curiosity, um, open yourself up to you know, the abundance of what is out there, right? Mm -hmm. uh, being creative and, you know, you being a creator right of content books your business um and now trying to instill some of this into your children right mm -hmm. and it's hard because you don't even know if you know what you're doing like i i'm a dad myself and i have no idea if i'm doing it right or wrong but i'm having fun and he's having fun and we're laughing together and we're crying together and all these emotions are happening because we're enjoying the process, the growing yeah, yeah. together. And that's probably more important, like being present and not caring about what other people are saying. Like just who cares judging, you know, what other people are trying to instill in you, right? Like media plays a huge role. Your friends and influencers do. But yeah, yeah. honestly, if you're okay with what's going on in your bubble, then let it be right like just enjoy it be in the moment so i would love to now pivot a little bit about like the business end of things so you know you being that runner you got injured and then you you traveled for a bit mm -hmm. what were some of the favorite countries that you traveled to i would love to pick that out of you and then from there how did you get that inspiration and idea to start something did you, you mean to start naked, mate? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's, there's three buckets of, at least so far in my life, there's three buckets of travel. One was as a, you know, one was, one was 1920. Yeah. And that bucket was just uninhibited. You're partying. You're, you're pursuing sex. You're, you're drinking, like um, partying, you're just, and there's no expectation that comes of it, right? It's just, you're just like, it's one of the ways that I, I find that I do think that we need to crash against the world a little bit, get in trouble, see what, you know, see what comes of all of that. And so that was like my first, uh, my first foray into the world was through, you know, through that, that sort of lens of just young, don't care, partying, having fun. Um, and then, but I was like, wow, there's just so much to share and uncover. And this is a pre-Instagram where people are, you know, people have exposed the world and all its beauty through Instagram um, in many ways. In many ways, it's also, you know, they've exposed it for it, through a filter of perfection. But 
you know, so it was pre YouTube, it was pre all these things. And so I really wanted, I, the first idea was to make a travel film to kind of show the story of the world. And so I ended up going from, I was in Southeast Asia, which inspired me to, to do this thing. And the film ended up, I ended up going from Mexico all the way down to Santiago, Chile, mostly by bus. And we filmed the whole thing, but it wasn't good. It was shit. <laughs> so, um, like not the trip, the filming was shit. And, uh, and I was with my brother and he just, he was just so, he just thought it was so disingenuous to be trying to film this thing instead of just trying to be in it and be in the moment of it. And my brother's like just peer to the core like that. And I was like, no, I want, I have this like creator in me that wants to take and make content from everything. So for like 10 years, I did nothing with that footage and we'll come back to that later but then the, the next bucket was was traveling as a business person and that's a really interesting way to see to see and experience the world because you're doing business with all these different cultures uh, you know whether it's a factory in vietnam a factory in china a factory in turkey um because i make you know i make clothing for a living or more california or mexico for that matter and so you get to because business has such a strong cultural component you're seeing the world through a totally different lens than if you're a tourist or if you're just drinking at you know local watering hole in that country. And so that was super, super rewarding. And then what ended up happening after that, um, you mentioned, you know, I started naked, uh, which again, I just I bought a pair of underwear in Peru and I was like, this is better than anything my mom ever bought me growing up. And uh, and, I, and I wanted to iterate and I wanted to to take this thing that was super comfortable and marry it back to what I was used to as a runner so that you could have like this performance, but you had this soft luxury feel and it was something you could wear all day and you wouldn't feel it. Hence the name naked. And so uh, I, we went on dragon's den and it just kind of started happening. Right. And you're figuring it out as you go, which is such a cool part of your life when you don't have the weight of the world, you don't have those those fears or those biases or those um, those those thoughts that inhibit your progress because you you're like, well, I know this isn't going to work. You don't have that. None of that's there. You're just doing it, um, and so that led into the sale of naked and and uh, you know after we put it in every department store around the world and and then I wanted to come back to the film. But at this point, you know, when it was sold, but at this point I had kids. And so the, the, the change from what I shot with my brother was, well, now we need to kind of show what the world is like via traveling with your family and what it might be like for them, how they're going to see it. And they were young. So, you know, what might be a lasting effect? What might not they know? Where can you go? That you wouldn't normally think of like we took our kids to beirut lebanon and as part of the film and so um that, that rounded it out that was a different experience for me entirely and that's sort of where i am today that inspired cosan travel uh which was a travel clothing company it's been a tough couple of years <laughs> as you can imagine <laughs> given the global <laughs> uh, headwinds as it relates you know for travel very specifically. So that, that's been, a, we had a great Kickstarter. We did, you know, a million dollars on a Kickstarter campaign when we started that company. 
uh, but it's been an uphill battle ever since, for sure. And this is what life is about, right? There's going to be ebbs and flows. There's going to be a lot of highs, down lows. There's going to be challenges, and you're going to be thrown at with a lot of situations like this pandemic. Yeah, it's how are you going to deal with it, right? Like, there's going to be things that are thrown at you, like marriage, family, elderly parents, friends and family, you know, like relocation of your, you know, your situation, things happen. It's how do you as a business owner or a individual make decisions that are the best for your current state. Mm -hmm. And in terms of life, this is all perspective, right? Like, you have to do what's best for your immediate situation, family, friends, you know, financial, whatever situation you're in. And I think you being a business owner, able to exit, you have a little more, more flexibility uh, with choice. And living in Canada, we definitely have way more choice than some people in other parts of the world. So knowing that, can you provide some of the lessons or some of the, the things that you've learned? Because you've lived, you've, <laughs> you know, traveled, you got a business, you travel different styles, right? From economy to business class to different Wall Street to, you know, farm or <laughs> to the factories, <laughs> right? Or, or factories yeah. and knowing and seeing third world countries versus first world. Like, mm -hmm. that's what life is about. So what are some of the things that you can talk about or share with us? Some, some of those precious moments that you kind of, you know, want to instill with your kids or other listeners, I would say, um, yeah. or people watching. You, you, have to, you have to know the experiences that you want to have. And then I think I have worked backwards into those experiences um, versus saying, this is the job I want. I would say, this is the experience I want and what flows into that and what flows out of that, right? So for an example, you know, the experience of travel, what came of that was a film. I didn't say I wanted to make a travel film first. I wanted to travel. And then this idea came out and then the underwear line came out of that. And so there's this, there's this allowing that I really try and focus on where I'm not obviously like I'm sure many of your listeners like yourself, John, a believer in attracting what you want into your life and being very intentional about some of the things that you do. And I've done that and I do that. But at the same time, I try and, and also just allow life to happen and meet myself where I am as it's happening. Meet, meet the situation for what it is. When I start something new, I'm not going to be the expert at it day one, right? I have to meet myself where I am at it. Same as being a runner, same as being an entrepreneur, same as starting a new business from an old business. You know, you might have had a successful business and then you start another one and, you know, things are pretty tough out there. And, and so you just, you can't, you have to meet yourself where you are on these things and allow life to happen. I, I didn't anticipate having a third child. That is, you know, we were at a place in our life where our kids you know, at, at 10 and six were far more independent. I don't know how old your kids are, but they get to this point where it's like, oh shit, I don't have to, I don't have to 
to manage every second of their day anymore, right? And but for some reason, I'm going back to this other place. So I just have to allow it. Kosan has struggled in the pandemic. I have to, I have to allow that. What is, what is that telling me? What can I learn from it? What should I do with that? And sometimes you got to just fight for, for it. And sometimes you got to take a step back and say, I'm just, I'm not going to be reactionary to all these different things that are, that are happening. And I mean, this is a, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a highly irresponsible adult. And I'm a highly irresponsible entrepreneur in the sense that I don't have, I, I, I play the long game. I know that over time I'm going to have wins and I'm going to have losses. I've made millions and I've lost millions and I don't foresee that ever changing. And so I, I look at it and say over the long term, I know I'm going to find my way there, but in the short term, I'm going to, I'm going to follow my curiosity. It's going to, I'm going to like, I'm going to go back to the Creek example. I'm going to, I'm going to explore and do the things that I want to do with my life now. And sometimes that causes me a lot of pain <laughs> financially, or it was a, you know, it was a bad decision. And, and other times it opens up entirely new doors. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not so meticulously working towards some long-term goal. I'm trying to be you know, where I am now and trusting that that end will be, you know, what it needs to be. I, I, you know, it's, it's, it just, I guess it's just, I've, I've found that it works for me some of the time and other times it stresses me the hell out. Like, you know, it's like, why the heck when I look at a lot of my friends who have taken more stable paths, I look at them like, oh, shit, that was probably what I should have done, <laughs> you know? And then other times I'm like, no, I'm, I love this ride. I want to take the ride. I, I want to be on the ride, wherever that ride goes. No, that's, that's amazing, Joel, uh, because everyone's different. Um, and, you know, you being present, you knowing how you want to live and just being free. It seems like you're very spontaneous. <laughs> you love, you know, just enjoying the moment. And planning might, you know, if you have a goal, like you being that runner, doing well in your business, like these are good goals. And there's going to be things thrown at you because you're not an expert and no one ever starts something knowing everything, right? You got to figure it out. Um, just like being a parent, like your <laughs> six-year-old and 10-year-old, now this newborn, it's going to be different in terms of what they're going to be learning how they absorb because it's a new environment, new situation where you're at in your life and standpoint is different than when you had your six-year-old and 10-year-old. And that's what life is all about, right? Like yeah. acknowledging where you're at, acknowledging yeah. what's going on in your situation and don't compare to others. It might be good to reflect and talk to people and share ideas, but I'm in a, a really good stage in my life where I feel like there's less stress than ever. I live in the moment. I don't worry because honestly, what's worrying going to do to me? It's going to stress me out. It's going to have negative impacts on my circle, my team, my company, my everything. And why should I send that vibe over? Like you talked about, you know, vibrations and yeah. it's not good. Right. And it's not healthy. 
So yeah. being control what you can. And so for me, it's like just living. And you talk about this a lot. I love just living. I love traveling. I love exercising. I love being, sharing and doing content and creating and just being around people that are like-minded. When did you have that shift though, John? Because I know for me, I, you know, there was definitely a shift. I, I imagine for you, it was the same. I imagine there was a time when you were oh, very man. singular focused and, and stressed and worried and saying, this is the box of my life that has, everything has to go in it. When did you shift? How did you shift? It was, uh, so for me, I mean, my journey is a little bit different, of course. Um, grew up as an immigrant, um, you know, four children, fourth child, left Vietnam War, you know, didn't have much growing up, all that stuff. But growing up, I loved travel. Like my first foray of travel was out in Europe for a year. And then from there, it gave me, opened up the world because I was in this little community. I came back, everyone was still doing the same thing. Yeah. And I knew there was way more out there than I knew, right? Um, so then I got into business, like just sales, marketing, and just career-wise. But when I got married, got started a business, had a family, like all these gave me more moments and experiences that I cannot even imagine where I would be without them. Yeah. And once I have clarity and yes, I'm very goal oriented, but it's not for everyone. But if I've already situated myself, planned ahead so that I have less worries on finances, health, my, my relationships, then I have less stressors. If you alleviate all the stressors and you live presently by preparing yourself a little bit, uh, recession proof, pandemic proof, whatever proof then you, you're in control. So I would say probably three years ago, I put together a plan, like this whole life plan of mine, right? And just stuck with it after a couple months, fully present clarity, and I'm living happier than ever, present as ever, and enjoying this entire ride. How, and how much... And how much control do you feel like you actually have? Because I, I, I think that the only, I've, I have experienced that the only thing I really have control over is, is my mindset to whatever is happening. And, uh, and that's, so that's what I try and focus on is not any sort of plan that's going to say this will, you know, survive contact with the enemy if you will like it will when it, it's all going to go to shit and be chaos and the only thing i have control of is, is my, my inner is, is what's in between you know my head uh, my ears and, and 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 following you know my heart and trying to find equanimity and 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 being sort of a jedi master of of acceptance um I just, you know, so often I find like when I have expectations about what I want, it's when I'm most stressed. Do you find the same? So I think letting go for me, um, the mind, when you have complete clarity of what you want and then things change, right? Like, yeah, you know, there's going to be a lot of pivots. There's going to be a lot of thro thrown at you, but you still have that intent. Like, yeah. I've been able to just start this agency. It's an SEO company. Yeah. Not knowing anything about SEO, I just jumped in and I built it, grown it. But then having people 
that I are along with this ride, right? Like I have a full team and they are the greatest representatives of the organization because they fit my values and culture. And then it's that ripple effect, right? Mm -hmm. And it's being amplified and it's allowing me to then focus on helping evolve them mm -hmm. and giving more, providing more for their situation, life situation. When you're able to have a team that fully supports you, then it's a lot easier than trying to do it yourself. And that's oh, why I've kind of built, right? Like company team, my friends, family team, my, you know, close ties, my colleagues, acquaintances, all that, they understand my values. And when you, everyone's in alignment, then it's a lot easier to go to battle because mm -hmm. they have your back. Yeah. Who, 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 um, who were the, the inspirations that gave you that mindset that kind of helped you build that blueprint? Oh man. I think for me, like throughout my journey, different stages yeah. in life had instrumental people. So not just one person, right? Because going through the whole life, right? Like high school, I played five different sports. I had all coaches, right? Then in university, I was, I was working. I had 20 jobs before high school. I had no idea what I want to do. I ended, right? So for me, I was working in university. I went on an exchange program. I was working. I just kept working and getting to know as many people as possible. And they gave me little tidbits of guidance. Work hard. Keep, keep doing what you're doing. You're in good track. Like, just stay focused. Don't get in with the wrong crowd. Don't do stupid things. Like, all these things. And then when I was in work mode, like 10 years of sales and marketing, um, managers vps really guided me to stay focused right be present just goal oriented hit your metrics or whatever all that really drove me to planning right yeah. um, and then that allowed me to then plan for my team plan for the future so we're recession proof we got a 10-year plan but it helps gain clarity for every team member of mine to have certainty for their job situation having clarity on the type of persona clients that we go after, how mm -hmm. to go to market, how to market. It's just everything. If you have this roadmap and then you have, it's pandemic proof or recession proof. <laughs> and then you're, you're in good hands, right? Like during this pandemic, our, our revenue was flat, which is a win because yeah. everyone else dropped 30% or, you know, for me, I think that's a win. So my mindset is I'm happier than ever because it hasn't really impacted us. We, the year just started, but we already got a couple of new clients. Yeah. And I feel like it's because my clients, my, my team are understanding what we're all about, right? We support yeah. each other. We're on this clear mission to make an impact in business owners' lives, right? So just gaining clarity is so important. Yeah, you've, you've nailed it, right? A culture, clarity of vision. Um, and hiring the right people that fit those two components of your business create a compound effect that is without comparison, right? It, it, you'll, you'll start to see the effects of those two things clicking in your business, um, you know, sort, sort of no matter what happens. And that's, and that's the hardest recipe to, to, to do. It's so hard for businesses to have clarity. It's so hard for businesses who are competing for talent on low budgets. Like if you're a startup, 
to find the right people who fit your core values and be patient and just so fierce in your, in your hiring process and the process of getting people off the bus very quickly who just aren't a right culture fit for your business. There's just, there's no, there's no, there's nothing else that those two things combine culture and clarity of purpose will compound into success. If you, if you're successful with those two first things, I find. And, and like you hit it on the nail, like finding talent or people, right? Yeah. I'm fortunate to be somewhat like a connector, right? Relationships are my go-to highest value ticket item because the people you know throughout that journey of like life, right? They either resonate with you or they are not in alignment at all, right? Yeah. So you're going to connect with different people and different values and everyone in between, but throughout those years, I got to know so many good inspirational people that yeah. meant a lot to me. And I stay connected. I wanted to help. I listen. I wanted to understand what's going on in how their do you situation. Do that? Like, how do you, what's your, what's your strategy on, on nurturing relationships that you are not trying to monetize and they're not necessarily your friends like you, they're they're a business friend they're someone you care about you you go for a beer with them but you're they're not you know not, not, not the people you're talking to every week and they're not necessarily your 2 a.m you know <laughs> phone call if you need it like who, how, what's your strategy on that out of curiosity? they don't have to be uh, my strategy has always been constantly give no matter what so i've been a giver of i'm a big raptors fan so once a year <laughs> i just give tickets I give gifts. I go for coffee. I go for lunch. Yeah. I get to know people. And that's a very time, you know, a lot of time is involved. But it means a lot because a lot of people don't even have someone like that mm -hmm. that wants to do that in their circle. So if you stand out and you're just doing what you love doing, like I love just social interacting with people, right? I go to the gym and you know, I'm talking to 80 year olds to 40 year olds and we're going oh, for coffee and lunch. You're the guy talking <laughs> at the gym. You're that no, guy. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, cause yeah. I'm curious on yeah. life in general, like what triggers people? Why are they so happy and how are they still fit and active? And what is their circle? Like what made them become who they are? Right? Like, because I'm first, you know, I've been never a Canadian, like my, my parents are from Vietnam, so it's a different culture upbringing. So I want to engulf in what's going on here in Canada. Mm -hmm. So me being ultra curious, like you are, that's what I do. And yeah. I enjoy it. I, I, I thrive for it. Even the neighborhood that I live in, I'm at the park with my son. Right. And we're there for a couple hours. And I get to mingle with all the parents and all the other kids. Right. People think I'm a weird kind of person, but I love it, right? And it's just me, right? So oh, you yeah. got to do what you love doing. Yeah, you, you're, you're right on the gifting. It is, I, I miss that about having an underwear business. It would be, because everybody likes free underwear. <laughs> but it's, it would be very strange for me to gift underwear now, given I don't have an underwear business yeah. anymore <laughs> to anybody, but... It's, uh, it, it's really interesting because I have, I am a much, I'm much more of an introvert 
than meets the eye. If you see me present or whatever, you're going you're to think, oh, that guy's an extrovert. I'm not an extrovert. I am a loner introvert who seeks solitude at every, you know, every turn. And so I have noticed, I, I've had to take the same approach to just allowing uh, my life to happen as best I can, you know, to your point with, with, with an, with a blueprint, with a plan that you're, 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 you're allowing against and through, but just seeing where the connections come from and really fostering um, the ones that you sit down at a lunch and so you just, all of a sudden you get this feeling like that's somebody I want to know. Might not be somebody you need to know from a, a business standpoint, from a, you know, I'm going to, tap this guy for an investment in a company later or something like that. Somebody I want to know. And I've tried to use that compass the last five years. Cause you know, the first five years of you know, being an entrepreneur, you're just chasing everybody and everybody is, everybody's a step in your ladder to, to what you're trying to accomplish. And then, trying to flip that and, and be like, how can I be a step in this person's ladder for what they're trying to accomplish? One, two, is this somebody I actually enjoy their, their energy, their presence and, and want to, you know, have in your life long-term, even if it's only once or twice a year, you know, you connect and you see the person. So that's been a, that's been an interesting toggle because I'm not a power connector. <laughs> but it, you don't even have to be like, you have to play with your strengths as an introvert versus, you know, I feel myself as yes, an extrovert, someone that actually enjoys that social interaction, but I'm a prober. I ask and then they indulge. They yeah. want me to listen because everyone loves talking. Right. So in sales, this is what I harvest. I learn from very good companies out there to then understand, like, if you understand their pain points and struggles and you give them nuggets and you share with them valuable tips or give them stuff that they actually want and need, then you're like a part of their circles. <laughs> no, but I love Raptors. Yeah. I've been a season ticket for like 15 Oh man, that's legendary. You're legendary giving away Raptors tickets. <laughs> or, or anything that actually, I, I enjoy being social, right? Yeah. Doing things. Like I'm now skiing, I'm skating, I'm doing things that I've never done before. Right? You're skiing and, in Toronto? Yeah, Blue Mountain. You know, <laughs> stuff that I know Whistler, you can't compare, right? <laughs> But I, I'm taking these sports up because my son, I want him to engulf in this culture that we have four seasons. How old is he? He's six. He's six. Okay. Yeah. So all these things are like life experiences I've never experienced myself. Yeah. And I'm bringing it forward, right? Mm -hmm. uh, skating, I've never skated, but I bought skates because he did last year. And now we're skating together, right? Stuff that are fun, like rock climbing. We just started picking it up. Oh man, I'm, that is, that's the one thing I'm itching for. I, uh, I feel like as a pastime, it's not only physical, um, but there's such a, there's such a strong mental component. There's a camaraderie component too. So you kind of tick all the boxes of where, but that mental component, cause I, I look for things and say, what are the things that I can do? that are really going to disconnect me from all the good shit and bad shit that I'm thinking about all day long. Right. That's yep. just spinning around in my head. 
and I've had a few tastes. I, ta I, I did a bit of rock climbing in Argentina, not a lot. And, um, and I was like, wow, you, when you're, when you're gripped on the side of that freaking mountain, you're just like, that's all you're thinking about. Survival. And, I, and I have found like, you know, like, let's say you go for a hike, you know, which I do with my dog and stuff. And there's that period of unwinding before you're totally out of your head with rock climbing. It's like, as soon as you're on the mountain, you're, you're out of your head. You're like, you are so present. So have you, have you, have you done just in the gym or have you hit, hit some? I'm just, just starting. Like everything for me is, these are all new experiences. Yeah. Um, just like nutrition and health. Like I'm now going hardcore in biohacking. I'm trying to learn as much as possible so that I can, sign up for the tough mutters and spartans in this world like just stuff that are like you've been a runner and maybe ultra and marathon like these things bucket list i gotta just do it right yeah. um but i gotta mentally prepare and train and then i'm absorbing a lot of content on best practices and how to yeah. you know have a good regimen so that i don't get injured yeah so <laughs> the, the big thing as you you know age and become more wise is your body's not the way it used to be when you're in your teenagers and 20s, when you could recover very quickly. Yeah. So understanding and acknowledge it? all that. Yeah. I was injury prone at 20. So I'm, but what I am going to be at 30 and 30, uh, I'm 35 now, but like 40, 50, I have to, I'm going to really have to hack the body, hack the body to, I, I think about doing the, the, um, the, the endurance stuff. I think that there's, there's a lot of, there's a spiritual component to that. Um, there's a, there's a, because it, it's one of those things through endurance sports is one of the, the true moments where it brings you into your body in a very uh, spiritual way that is, that can be very empowering for people. And, but it also can teach them what they're, what they didn't know that they could do. So I'm a big proponent of, uh, or champion of people attempting endurance sports. Um, but yeah, for me, I have to look at it very carefully because I know that my body based on what I did to it as a, from, from the time I was 14 to 21 in terms of the training as a runner and just however I'm built, I don't, I have to be careful how I've be very calculated in that approach. And, and you also have to look at where you're at in your life, right? Yeah. Because there's a lot of situations that you have to deal with being another, you know, another kid coming along your responsibility right so you know what is more important today yeah right and people have to give up certain things in their lifestyle right because it's what you got to do right uh, i'm not very good at it. that john i am i just i just layer it on oh, man. <laughs> it's a, it's the leaning it's a the tower that's gonna crash <laughs> that's when i learn oh everything oh, just fell apart what what, what mistake did i make uh, yeah, so tell, tell the listeners about this new travel business of yours, because we didn't really talk about it, as opposed to this naked business. Yeah, I, I've been known as the naked guy for so many years that I, uh, it's, it's nice to talk about Koh and travel, but we, uh, have you been to Thailand? Uh, yes. You've been to Koh San Road? Koh San Road. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's where the name comes from. Yeah. We... We wanted, like, we saw this, again, pre-pandemic, like 2018, travel was at a peak. People were changing their lifestyles to be more digitally remote. We're like, there's no, there's no travel brand for millennials. You know, you have the older brands, you have the outdoor brands, 
but you don't have a, a millennial focused travel brand. And that kind of combines the, the freedom of the freedom of being in a, in a new country and, and, and how you might dress or act and express yourself mixed with the, I'm still employed by a company and you know, I'm still employed by John at SEO search, <laughs> you know, so I gotta, you gotta be in that, in that scene and that zoom, you know, for zoom calls and different things like that. So we, we, we wanted to create like a hub, like Kosan road was that central place where backpackers and travelers come and go from where you could just buy everything you needed in one click for any trip anywhere in the world. And that started with a dress. Um, that was our MVP that, you know, we, we took as the sort of the, the, the needle that was going to thread this business. Um, and we, like I said, we got started with it and, and we still have that great dress, but we've had to on and off pause it throughout the pandemic because the headwinds were just too expensive to, to fight against. And the same sort of thing happened. We finished, we finished, we literally got back from Beirut, which was the last country we filmed in. Um, the, the country prior to that had been Vietnam um, with the kids. And they were finishing the film and then the pandemic hit. And we're like, oh, now we're going to, so we haven't actually launched the film yet. Um, but those are, those are kind of be the ear, the, the ending marks of, what was a very long journey and now as 2022 happens, those things will be, well, specifically the film will be out and it will kind of be what's next. Where do we go from here? <laughs> yeah. But you started it based on a vision on you wanting, because you had some success on your previous company. So you yeah. kind of understood apparel, you yeah. understood yeah. Um, you like the marketing aspect, yeah. the type of profile that you want to go after. Um, but of course, with this pandemic, like travel hospitality, a lot of people are just hesitant um, to get back out there like it once was, right? Yeah. So did you have to pivot? How, how did things change? Are you still on course on like how, what's going on in your space? We... We pip so we we lost like we had a million dollars of angel money that just all evaporated within the span of a week. Um, what it was literally that that one flex week in March where 2020 where everything changed. That was a tough pill to swallow to watch. Yeah, you know, that was sort of a year's worth of effort in f going down the funnel of raising of, of angel of angel uh, forums where you, you start angel forums are very competition based. So you start out and you, you go through kind of like a series of pitch competitions and you get selected and the, the, every time you get selected, you kind of move on to the better audience um, or you get to go on the road show or something like that. And so we, we, we finally, we'd gone through that and we had, we'd just done like an eight city road show, Seattle, Portland, Bellevue, Vancouver, Kelowna, um, a, a few others. And we'd raise the money. We'd, we'd just, we'd, and it was all there. We even had signed sub-agreements and investors like, I'm not sending the cash, <laughs> you know. So that was tough. And, and we sort of paused the business for a while. We let everyone go twice in the last two years. We've hired people back and then <laughs> let them all go. Um, they were covered under wage subsidies, so it wasn't, it wasn't so painful like you're sending somebody off to nothing. You know, they, the government of Canada, you know, fortunately had things in place for them. We did pivot to PPE for a while. Um, 
but that was an expensive mistake. And I, and there's a lesson baked into that as I, you know, we, we'd had sort of discussions internally, like, do we go down this road or do we, we just do nothing and going down this road was opportunity, but it was also, there was an opportunity cost and we, we, we had the connections, but we went into it and the market just got so saturated so quickly that the supply went from nil to more than anyone ever could need um, very, very quickly. And so that was, that was a, 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 the right thing to do likely was to attack that market, but it, it, it resulted in it, nothing. It didn't work. Um, you know, and so where, where we are now is we're, we're considering doing a, a crowdsourced equity campaign, something to, to restart the engines. I think, I think things look good for travel in 20 and second half of this year. I mean, people are already traveling again. What I'm concerned about is I do think there's a recession following um, the pandemic that we just, people have been so stressed out about the pandemic in and of itself. And, 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 you know, the, the way that I think that's been presented um, has been very stressful on people. And so they haven't really talked about the recession. They've talked about inflation and that's not an issue we're doing. Don't worry. It's not an issue. But I think that there's a, there's something that's going to be painful on the other side of this, um, that we're going to have to find our way through, um, both as co and as, as entrepreneurs in general. So that's not a very rosy story I shared, <laughs> but it is what it is. <laughs> what it is, right? And as a, you know, start, starting angel investor or anyone that's starting to run their business uh, early stages, um, these are the realities of life, yeah. right? Like you're in a different industry. You're an industry that has been hit pretty hard. And if you want to pursue this industry, you either have to live with what the situation is today. Yeah. And it's hard to forecast and project and predict what's going to happen. Um, unless you want to change industries altogether. Even with those industries, it's not as stable as everyone thinks, right? I, um, I don't think anything at this moment in time, or I don't think most things are as stable as we think. That doesn't mean that people won't find a way through. I think a lot of digital is, is fine. Um, you know, what you do, people are always going to need that. You know, how, what does that iterate into when you talk about metaverse, when you talk about um, blockchain, when you talk about, you know, voice, voice search versus typing it into Google um, yourself, like there's iterations, but, but as a, as a whole, people are always going to need the service that you, that you provide. And so I think that, and things like that, there's, that's always going to going to be there and, and watching the pivots that they, maybe you can expect, maybe you can't expect Facebook became 10 times more expensive to do business with in the fall of this year than it was any point in the history of any of my companies. You know, a series of events led to that, all the stuff around privacy and so on and so forth. So those things are tough to forecast for, you know, the supply chain issues, the power quotas, the power quotas out of Asia wreaked havoc on us. And even if we make locally here in Vancouver, which we have and can do, they're still, where, where's your fabric coming from? And so there's all these things that are, that it's really, really hard to, to predict 
what's going to have the chain reaction to something else, or at least, you know, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> maybe I'm just not smart enough, but you know, so it, it was kind of like, there's, there's so many factors. And I think that any entrepreneur starting up today has to really holistically look at, holy shit, look at all these things that just happened from the pandemic. It wasn't just that people were traveling less. It was so many things. What possibly could be the next group of things? And really think hard as to whether or not you want to retrench a little bit, save up more money, maybe, or just wait and see um, because everything shifts, you know, with a news announcement, everything shifts. You know, uh, we, I was talking to investors in the fall and they thought the pandemic was over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And things are out of your control, right? Yeah. And timing is a lot to do with life as well. Like as an entrepreneur, yeah. you're, you know, you want to get things done quicker, faster, more efficiently, you know, and scale as quick as possible, growth, 10x or whatever. But the challenge is reality is going to hit. There's going to be stuff in your way. It's how okay. do you make decisions that are best for yourself, your family, your investors, your clients, your staff, and you got to live with your decisions, right? And um, not chase and not chase shiny objects. I, yes. I really, I really warn. Like today's an exciting world. We have a, we have a new layer of economic opportunity through NFTs and Bitcoin and blockchain and metaverse that are all people hear about. And I just say to someone, yes, but that doesn't mean that's your lane that you're going to be successful in. And it's like, I, you know, I consult for all these companies and they're like, how do we bring the N NFTs into our business? Or how do we, you know, how do we offer a coin? And I'm like, whoa, like get profitable. And then maybe, you know, once the foundation is solid to your point, there's a, there's just this ecosystem that's working then maybe look at something and see if it, it's, if it's a logical fit, but not a stretch fit. You know, that's a bubble on a bubble that will be here forever, but there will also be so much collateral damage that falls out of these things. And you don't want to be the one just jumping on the bandwagon without really understanding it. You know, I don't, I, I read about it every day. I don't really understand it. Like in the, in the way that some people might, you know, and that's why I have to be careful what, what I dip my toes into and where I can really be effective in bringing value to a situation and, and bringing, you know, compound uh, return on, on my investment, both my time investment as well as my cash investment. And that's risk, right? Yeah. And as a business owner, entrepreneur, um, you have to realize why you're doing what you're doing and at what time yeah. and the profile of it all like what's the worst thing that can happen if it if you're okay to lose it then it's okay right to risk certain percentages but until your core foundation is in place and you have stable you know revenue you have projections of you know whatever it is then it's okay to try different things but right yeah. now it's probably not a good time based on what's going on economically things without your within your control or not like you know how guidelines and restrictions and all these supply chain issues and yeah. you know all the costs going up and everything right um inflation is going up like you mentioned recession things that are more global in scope is going to happen so this has been great joel 
I mean, I know we kind of went off topic a couple of times, <laughs> but this is great. I love our conversation. We're definitely going to connect um, off topic, but what's the best way listeners can get in touch with you, reach out to you if they have any questions, get to know a little bit more about you? The best place is, is joelprimus.com. Okay. Uh, I just, I try and funnel everything through there. Um, that's uh, J-O-E-L-P-R-I-M-U-S.com. And that's where my blog is. And, and that's where you can reach out to me. And, and I'm always, I'm always curious, you know, uh, as a, as an investor, as a, um, as an entrepreneur, I'm always interested in, in learning, you know, what people are working on and, and whether there's something there. So yeah, please, please do reach out. And then that's where you'll be able to find any updates on things that I'm working on. And, you know, which tends to be more creative projects these days than anything else. But no, it's a great journey that you're on. I'm definitely going to reach out to you and stay connected. Um, this has been a lot of fun getting to know you, really learning about your journey and history. Best of luck on COSIN travel. I know that's, you know, challenging at the state <laughs> of what's going on in the world. But I know you're going to uh, inspire a lot of people. They're going to, you know, dig what you have put out because this documentary or video that you're going to create, it's going to be a lot of fun. Like, I'm going to definitely watch it when it comes out. Let me know when that comes out. I will, John. Uh, and it's been great getting to know you, Joel. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, John. Really appreciate it. Thanks for everyone for listening. Thank you for listening to our latest podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to The Business Sphere and share this episode. Tune in next week for more interviews from entrepreneurs. Thank you.